Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I love it. (laughs) That's good. How cute is that intro? I should have been using that all along. This is episode 200, my personal journey to emotional adulthood. And of course, I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. When I started this podcast in 2019, I remember Logan was so intrigued by the podcast equipment I set up in my office. And if you don't know, Logan is my bonus son. He was only nine years old. It was a simple mic and a stand, but to him, it looked so techy. And the funny thing is I still have the same exact setup, nothing fancy here. He was so intrigued. So I asked him to come into my office and record and it was just adorable. And it, I think it's so sweet and I love listening to it over and over again. And I saved his audio and I'm so glad I did because I decided to use it to celebrate my 200th episode. 200 episodes. That's approximately 70 hours of listening. 70 hours that you've spent with me, learning from me, listening to stories about my own journey, listening to me laugh and cry sometimes and share wisdom and share my experiences and really just hopefully helping all of you. I genuinely hope you have benefited from listening, that you have grown as a person and that your business is better because of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Like really, really thank you. So let's move on to the episode. My intention for this episode is to share my own personal journey into emotional adulthood. I have spoken on this topic, not exactly in this way that you'll hear it in this podcast episode, but I did talk about it in two separate presentations at the 2021 and 2022 Savvy Shopkeeper Retreats. And I have probably also lightly touched on this topic in previous podcast episodes. Members and master shopkeepers know, and probably many of you do too at this point, you know that I make mindset a priority. I teach about it a lot. I talk about it a lot. And as much as I love the tangible work in our stores, the data tracking, the financials, the merchandising, the buying, the customer interaction, and all the other things we see and do in our business, what's most important is working on our minds. If you're already thinking you want to skip this episode, don't. I have a lot of group members and one-on-one clients who learn from examples. I also know many of you either don't want to work on this or think it's maybe not important, but it is. We get so stuck in our heads and we often don't realize what's actually going on with us. So keep listening. Now, I had never heard of this term before, emotional adulthood. I don't think I did. And if I did, I had no idea what it meant. 
So if you're wondering the same thing, I get it. Ironically, I also had no idea that this is what I was actually seeking in my life, emotional adulthood. I had no idea. People often wonder why so many lottery winners crumble financially, emotionally, psychologically after winning millions of dollars. And if you're wondering, Kathy, why did you just jump to like lottery winners? This will make sense. Bear with me here. And lately, we've seen a few lottery jackpots hit the billion dollar mark. It's crazy. And the most simple answer for for why they crumble is that someone can win millions, but a big bank account alone does not change a person's mind or the way they think. Everyone has systemic thinking, program beliefs, and just plain old emotional baggage that doesn't go away with a lump sum of money. So when these lottery winners, when they win, they still have the same thinking. If it's someone who is poor, who grew up poor, for example, or they struggled with money, they might have trauma around money, they might still live in scarcity mode because that's what their brain is used to and comfortable with. Someone who feels incredibly uncomfortable with all that money might gamble it all away, for example, while someone else stuck in people-pleasing might give it all away for acceptance. We all hear the lottery winner stories, and we often wonder, like, why? Why or how could these millionaires lose all that money? It's because we're human, and if we don't work on ourselves and change what and how we think, we remain in emotional childhood. We don't have the ability to make decisions for ourselves because our brains are meant to protect us. And I'm sure there's a much better scientific explanation, some biological explanation for all of this, but that's not what I'm offering in this episode. However, this often means keeping us in places where our brain thinks it's safe. But safe is somewhere I had to learn how to break free of because playing safe felt suffocating to me. I started to break free of this thinking in 2017 when I left my full-time career. That was definitely safe. It was a government job with a steady paycheck, benefits, you know, all of those standard things that People say, or at least when I was growing up, that that's what you treasure. That's what you value. That's what's important. And I appreciate that. I get it. In 2019, I took another step towards breaking free from safe, and I spent 10K on a business mastermind. I thought I would learn how to create a really strong marketing funnel. And I laugh about it now. Not that there's anything funny about marketing funnels. But that's what I thought I would do, and that I would build this incredible online business for Savvy Shopkeeper. But then the pandemic hit in 2020, and during the mastermind group calls, I found myself crumbling, literally emotionally crumbling. The pandemic was awful and devastating to families who lost loved ones including my brother-in-law, and I don't want to disregard this, who heartbreakingly lost his father. It was such a sad day. We lost him on Thanksgiving. That was devastating. For me, the pandemic brought up 
all of my systemic thinking, program beliefs, and many things I was suppressing for decades. And when you're thinking like, well, what does that mean, Kathy? And this, these are some of the things that had, that surfaced. I'm a woman in a man's world. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I can't have that when I was looking at my goals. What will people think? I shouldn't want that. That's greedy. Money is evil. I can go on and on. All the thoughts and all of those emotions that came up in me when the pandemic hit, it happened to a lot of people, right? Like you hear the stories of like people really found their why and the direction of their lives changed because of the pandemic. It makes me uncomfortable sharing those things that surfaced in my mind because if some people in my life listen to this, I know they'll be judging me but I'm pushing through. I'm no longer being quiet. Trust me when I say this is only a small portion of what surfaced. I'm just not quite ready to reveal it all. But I was watching everyone in this mastermind, the the business mastermind that I was participating in, I was watching so many of them soaring and succeeding. And I give them so much credit. Like some of them were generating $100,000 a month in revenue, $100,000 a month. And I was in awe of them. They inspired me, but I was stuck. I was actually crying on Zoom calls. I felt so inadequate during this program. Long story short, during this mastermind program, I did not learn how to grow my businesses. I didn't create this spectacular marketing funnel But what I did learn was that I was in emotional childhood, even into my 40s. And no matter what I did, no matter what goals I set during this mastermind or before I joined this mastermind, because I had big goals in my mind, it didn't matter what revenue I generated, where I worked or didn't work, how much I traveled because I loved to travel or what car I drove because I wanted and want and and enjoy a nice luxury car. None of that matters is because I would feel stuck in my entire life until I addressed what was happening in my mind. Because I had to learn how to break free from all of the thinking that was holding me back. What's interesting is I was blaming everything and everyone else for playing small, for me playing small. Now, you wouldn't know it on the surface. It's not like I verbalized and said, it's so-and-so's fault or it's this. I I didn't actually quite know that. It's just what was going on in my head. So imagine if I'm not taking responsibility for myself, if I'm not addressing or working through that program thinking and people-pleasing, of course I'm going to be stuck. You might be thinking, well, that's just the way it is, Kathy. We all experience this. And yeah, I agree with that. I believe this is exactly what my brain was telling me too, that it's just the way it is. Deal with it. Until I learned that I can change this. I have the power to change this. I have the power to change the way I think. If you're in emotional childhood where I was for a long time, it doesn't matter what business goal you reach, you will never feel like it's enough. So it's interesting, I just talked about setting those goals or wanting those things 
and it, it doesn't matter. And the same thing, even if you hit the goals, even if you win the lottery, it doesn't matter. It's still not going to feel like enough. And let me explain this. I often hear podcast episodes or interviews of really successful business owners who share stories about their journey and share that along the way, they would set big goals, hit those goals, and not find joy once they hit the big goals. And I thought this was crazy. I couldn't understand what they were talking about. My thought was, wait a minute, you hit $5 million in revenue revenue in your business and you aren't happy with it? Like, lies. You're telling lies. (laughs) Hitting the goals, no matter how many and how much, it never felt good to them. So they would hit like $500,000, but it still didn't feel good. And they would tell themselves, okay, I must need a bigger goal. I'll feel better at $1 million. Nope. They would hit that goal and it still didn't feel better. Then they hit 3 million, 10 million, whatever it is. This is just an example. But they would then ask themselves, why the hell do I still feel the same way? Why doesn't this feel good? It's because they were stuck in emotional childhood. At this point, you still might be looking for clarification, like, Kathy, what is emotional childhood or what is emotional adulthood? So let me break this down and tell you, what does emotional adulthood look like? It's when you learn all of these things. It's when you learn how to take responsibility for yourself. It's when you learn how to stop blaming other people for where you are in life and business or circumstances. It's when you learn how to choose your own thoughts. It's when you learn how to forgive yourself and others. It's when you learn, and this is the big one for me, how to really understand your desires and do something about them. Emotional adulthood is gold. That's the best way I can explain it. If I circle back to my own story, I invested $10,000 to take action to grow revenue in my business. But what I really needed to do, what I really needed to invest in was me, my mind first. In my personal opinion, The leader of that mastermind, he was not equipped to deal with what was happening to me at the time of this mastermind program, but he was wise enough to hire a life coach to support the group and connecting with her and hiring her after that mastermind is what started to turn everything around for me and my life. When I decided to invest in me is when I hit the jackpot. My emotional maturity started to trickle into all parts of my life, my businesses, my relationships with other people, and more importantly, the relationship with myself. So what changed for me? I started acknowledging my desires instead of ignoring them. Even more importantly, I started prioritizing these even when it felt selfish. And that's going to be really hard for some of you because a lot of this involves feeling selfish and feeling like you just can't do those things. If that was the case, I would not have grown the way I've grown over the past few years. That's what started to change things around for me. And the third one is I started setting some boundaries and I'm going to use a word here. So cover the, the, either tell your kids to step away or cover their ears. I started setting some badass boundaries is what I did. Understanding that boundaries 
aren't meant to hurt other people. They're meant to protect me. That was also a huge aha moment for me. So do I understand and can I manage my mind completely? No way. (laughs) No way. I am a work in progress, but I will continue to work on me. My emotional maturity, being able to understand what's going on in my mind and how it creates my feelings has to come first. Otherwise, I will forever be stuck. In emotional childhood, everything triggers you. And this is going to resonate with some of you. Everything triggers you. Everyone annoys you. Everyone is out to get you or your business. It's everyone else's fault for where you are in life or if you think your business sucks, you are playing the blame game left and right and you may not even realize it. I am going to repeat this all over again because there are some of you who are in this stage and I'm not saying it to judge you, I'm saying because I was there before. In emotional childhood, everything triggers you, everyone annoys you, everyone is out to get you, or your business, and it's everyone else's fault for where you are in life, or if you think your business sucks. Now, I've mentioned Neil before, my own coach. Shout out to Neil Williams. She's incredible. Because I've been working with her for years, and she has seen my personal growth, I actually asked her to prepare, as I prepared for this podcast episode, I asked her which thoughts were holding me back the most. And she named off three. She said, my thoughts about money, um, how I like to save people, this pairs well with people pleasing. And the third one, and this one I wasn't expecting, but it's so incredibly true. She said, how I discounted my value. That one hit hard because I didn't even prepare for that when I asked her the question. I did not think that that was one that she would say, but it's true. Then I love that she like wrapped up this like quick conversation by mentioning that she knows that I am now in emotional adulthood because I don't have any worry about regret. That was a mic drop moment for me. And I just shook my head and I was like, yeah, you're right. She's so right. I saw and continue to see how incredibly helpful getting coached has been for me. And coaching isn't therapy. I want to make sure I I mention that. But it is a tool to help you see what's going on in your mind. And then it provides you with additional tools for changing your thinking. And it's because of this that I'm really happy to share and announce that I am in the process of getting certified myself. This was also another big investment in me, in my business, and in all of you And it just might be the most important one I make. I'm not the type of person that needs initials after my name or a title. I don't really care about that. I'm not not even going to share details of the certification. That's not what's important to me. What drives me is my why, to help store owners work smarter, profit more, and grow grow both professionally and personally. And if I can continue to work on my mind and help so many of you see and work on your minds, it will be some of the most impactful work I ever do. In fact, it already is. So throughout the process of participating in that business mastermind and then shifting to working one-on-one with Neil, I learned I can want more things. I can have big goals and I can work towards them. 
and there's nothing wrong with it. I need to acknowledge it. And it's okay that I make them happen, regardless of what people around me might think. But what I needed to do was to get off the hamster wheel of hustle and get myself unstuck. That was the word I kept using. I feel stuck. I feel stuck. I feel stuck. I needed to and will always prioritize my emotional health. And this is when I found emotional adulthood. And as a result, what I call emotional wealth. If you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a fellow small business owner, any small business owner. It doesn't even have to be a retail business owner. All business owners probably experience this in one way or another. So please share it with someone who's feeling stuck. I want them to know that it's possible to get unstuck and that we can do this for ourselves. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 200. And again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And thank you for appreciating the work that I do here on this podcast. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.